0: Welcome to the Millennium Beat Podcast, where we like to encourage the world one story at a time. Now get ready to hear stories from around the world that encourage and uplift you. Now to the show with your host, Kevin James. You're into the right place. This is the Millennium Beat. I'm your host, Kevin James. Thanks for joining us. On today's show, I have Meg Gleisner. She is a Seattle, Washington mother of eight, grandmother of three, wife to one for 30 years, she is seeking to capture the heartbeat of the fantastic everyday people that inspire her to love her Lord and community deeper and sharing that with the world through her podcast, Letters from Home. She's a host, editor, producer, publisher, and speaker. She was named podcast magazine, May 2020, top 50 mom podcasters, August 2020, under the radar podcast that should be listened to about her podcast, Letters from Home, Everyday Extraordinary Faith Stories. This is what Meg says about her podcast, Letters from Home. Life is hard, and on most days, our faith needs a boost. Letters from Home podcast will bring a new real faith story every other week from people who love Jesus of all ages and demographics. As you hear their heart, you will listen to their dreams, failures, pain, struggles, life-changing encounters, and extraordinary moments. You will leave each episode encouraged and inspired to love our God and our world more deeply. 2 Corinthians 3, we are not alone. Now on to our show. Meg, thanks for joining us today.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Kevin. I've been looking forward to this conversation a week.
0: All right, yeah, me too. I I just like to say a little bit where I found you was from um Pod Chaser. I think this is the Podchaser program that platform. Um that program program platform is where I found your podcast and I listened to it and then got a little bit uh, associated with the other things you you do um, with the CPA and stuff like that. So let's dig a little bit into your history, your life, um, basically where you came from and up to the, you know, up to now, um, and then maybe some of your future plans. So let's go from that point. Let's start from the very, very beginning.
1: All right. Start from the very beginning. And, you know, uh, one thing I love when we met on christian podcasters association we were at a coffee and hearing what you were sharing about your podcast telling stories and we all have stories right and uh some some of the stories aren't stories we would pick for ourselves and mine is one of those stories so i was born in memphis tennessee and raised by two parents who were very ill-prepared for marriage they were both very young and very selfish. And there was a lot of volatility. My dad was really um, turned to alcohol. My mom went internal. And so, uh, you know, through various things we ended up mom and dad four four small kids. I was the second oldest living in raised in Southern California. So that's kind of where wow. we started off in Southern California in a volatile home. Okay. So.
0: California that's pretty yeah. cool is that where you are now
1: no I'm in Seattle so. Seattle
0: Washington okay Seattle,
1: Washington
0: yes
1: I'm with ah. the Hawks go Hawks <laughs>
0: go Hawks well I'm from New England so it's go Patriots but hey you know we Ooh. all have our teams well, yeah, so we do. <laughs> so you you said basically from your early part of your childhood you're a family of four plus your parents is that right is that what you just yeah. said Okay. What's some of the things that went on in your life that kind of molded you, um, good or bad. And then obviously, you know, Christianity came into the scene too. So let's go from that point of view.
1: Well, my parents, they divorced young, that explosiveness. uh, My mom was really in fear for her life and had to just pick up the four kids and leave. And so my whole upbringing you know my mom was in in and out of a lot of bad relationships trying to find love and not succeeding and picking up people along the way some who mistreated me and my sisters so there's that too so really Kevin my whole childhood there was a lot of brokenness there Mm -hmm. wasn't much of an example of love and we kids were kind of left to ourselves we were scared we were insecure. Um, My dad had left for five years. We're on welfare. We're moving around and kudos to all the single moms out there. It's not easy being a single mom, but um, yeah, life was tough. I think I went to 10 elementary schools and you just, it's really hard to find roots when you're all over the place like that. And as far as a faith element, they were both Catholic, Mm -hmm. but once, you know, once my mom had gotten pregnant and Then they ended up moving away. I don't, there wasn't, I really never went to church as a little girl. And so I really didn't know about God or anything. I just was trying to deal with all this stress and brokenness as a child on my own. And it led to a very insecure teenager. And I, um, but one really cool thing is I turned to sports and got really good at sports. So that's something that I poured myself into in you know in the teen years that um really uh led to some connections and mm-hmm. um yeah it's it's my my junior year i i had met a group of kids i don't know if you've heard of campus life have you heard of that
0: mm, i don't think so
1: it's kind mm. of like young life but it's young a, life i've heard a, of yes it's a christian outreach that uh branches into the high schools and my friends would invite me to these things and I thought, wow, everybody seems so nice. Mm-hmm. And all I had really was my family to deal with. And my dad was, uh, we went back and forth between parents, but in high school, after a big fight with my mom, I ended up with my dad who was a raging alcoholic. Oh. And he was very, uh, he yelled all the time. And there was just a lot, a lot going on. So to have friends, um, to have friends that, reached out to me was so awesome. And yeah. I'd go with them and I thought, wow, I just see people caring about each other. And, uh, and it was so cool. And so I had this going back all the, all the while at home, my dad was dating someone and she, she said it, she threatened to leave him if he didn't clean up his alcohol. And it ended with him locking himself in a room with a harpoon and suicidal. And my my brother lived there at the time, and another sister of mine, and we were scared. My two stepsisters, we were scared. My stepmom piled us in a car, and at that night, my dad went and committed himself to a clinic right. and became sober. So, you know, you got high schoolers, and all this craziness is mm-hmm. happening at home as a kid. You don't know anything different besides a bunch of crazy. Right. And so. So there yeah, was that. A, that's a lot
0: on a child. I mean, especially, I'm not from that background, so I can't totally understand or relate because it never happened to me. But you. Being in that situation, it must have been a traumatizing because I mean, obviously, your dad is in in the bathroom with a you know gun-like substance, you know, a harpoon. So it's 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 traumatizing. I got a question. I want to back up a little bit. I yeah. was just curious when you, you your parents got divorced. Were they young or old? I mean, were they in twenties, thirties, forties? They
1: were they were in their uh, young young twenty year olds. So young twenty year olds, early twenties, yeah, early
0: twenties. Yeah. Okay. All right, yep. so that, that's um, that's young.
1: <laughs> it so. was a rough start, and they they didn't really. They met at a game, mm-hmm. you know, bridge game, bridge club in Memphis, Tennessee, and so that in
0: the early twenties they, really, they were playing bridge.
1: Yeah, and that's they're, interesting. And they, yeah, they played bridge. They both went to college. Uh, college uh, Catholic colleges. And okay. so they were, they would meet up because one was an all women, one was an all men, and then they'd play games. So yeah. my mom was really smart and they didn't have much of a relationship and, um, they just had a quick fling. And right. then my brother was born, because they're Catholic, they got married. So it was pretty loveless from the beginning. And, um, yeah, so yeah. It, it was, it was a lot to take in but what was even worse was all the yelling from my dad and all the leftover from the angry because once he once he sobered up um and he would it seemed like he was gone for a month and my brother and i were in charge of the house alone as teenagers or it was scary living in a house alone for a month trying to go to school and function but when he came back they got they got married and then we had a new stepmom and new stepsisters and trying to figure all that out so Like I said, as a teenager, I was super insecure and just poured myself into sports and was looking for acceptance and, Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of a thing. And so, one day I went with this group of friends from Campus Life, and we were at a party Mm -hmm. after a dance, and we just were at this friend's house. And a guy opened up the Bible, if you can believe it, right there at a high school party, just takes a Bible, opens it up, turns to John Mm 3.16. And he's sharing these things about Christ and the love of Christ and um, and that we could be forgiven and that we could go to heaven. And And he said, does anyone want to pray and give your life to Christ? And mm. I said, me, I do. Wow. <laughs> and I just remember just my heart burning within me as he was sharing John 3.16. And then um, I remember I just prayed in my heart because I was too shy to pray out loud. Right. And Kevin, I remember the next day I woke up. I spent the night at my friend's house and it really did seem like the birds were singing. And mm-hmm. I felt this sense of newness of life and a burden lifted. Okay. Oh, that's and so cool. I thought, you know, I should tell my dad that mm-hmm. I gave my life to Christ and we had never talked about God. Right. So I go home and I said, hey, dad, uh, I wanted to know what you thought about God. And he was so angry. He said, there is no room for God in my house. I'm the one who pays the rent. I put the food on the table. And he was got all upset. And I was like, ooh, I'm not going to tell him I'm a Christian. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah. I was a junior in high school, and I just kept my faith to myself. That guy Lance gave me his Bible, and I just Mm -hmm. started reading that and quietly reading on my own. I really didn't know what else to do? I had no, no other frame of reference, and I just started growing, reading the Bible, and um, and I w- I was so good at sports that uh, I got a full ride. Okay. And so I just kept going along, hiding hiding my Bible till just before um, college started. You know, I got that full ride to right. Azusa Pacific University, which happens to be a Christian university, and my dad wouldn't let me go. I was 17. So, I had to turn down a full ride (laughs) because he didn't want me going to a Christian school. Mm -hmm. And so, when I went to college, I went to a secular college, put myself through school by the grace of God. And when I was there, I thought, you know, I just really want to find Christian people. And I signed up with a group and I met and I thought, wow, these people really know God. And I started growing in my faith. I was still hiding my Bible at home, Mm -hmm. really growing in my faith. And uh, somebody was discipling me, and it was just a great time. Mm. And then I thought, you know, somebody invited me to go to church. And I thought, well, I guess I'll ask my dad. So I went and asked my dad. I'm a freshman in college. I'm getting all A's and B's. I'm never getting in trouble. My brother had been kicked out. My sister was in trouble all the time. I was the good kid who was always on track. Well, when I came home and I said, hey, dad, I'd like to go to church. And he said, He got all intense again and angry and said, you can go once, but if you want to go again, you're not welcome to live in our home. He said, I'd rather you told me you were on drugs than that you were a Christian.
0: That's crazy. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm hoping, you know, we'll get to the rest of the story about your dad. Hopefully things <laughs> have changed since then. But, um, you know, you know, what's the story with him? I mean, it mean, sounds like, I mean, he had really hatred for the church. There's no doubt about it. I mean, there was something that hurt him um, that made him that way. Because, you know, a lot of people, if, if they're not God-fearing people, they don't really care what you do. But when they say something like that, you know, like, if you want God, you can't stay here. They had some deep wounds in themselves, obviously, and then you figure from the alcohol. I'm not a psychologist, but then you're talking about that kind of thing. You know, he Mm -hmm. was hiding something and covering, covering thing up. And unfortunately, the kids, most cases, are the ones that are abused because, um, you know, that's what they do. You know, so, so you you you. So now you come home and you tell them that. You know, you want to go to church? And he says, yeah, one time's is fine. Um, more than that, you can't stay here. Um, so what what was your response? How did you react from that point?
1: So, and, and you're so right about my dad. That was a great way of describing it, Kevin. So I, I went and I was like, wow, everyone's around praising God, hearing mm-hmm. a message. And, you know, sometimes as Americans, we take those things for granted. Right. I was sitting there thinking, I can't believe this is real. I love being here at church. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go go back and so I decided to tell my dad and I just said, Hey dad, I just wanted you to I want to talk to you about something and he got real serious and he and my stepmom they you know said, wait, let me get Colette and then they sat sat me down on the living room and a coffee table and I was sitting and looking right at them and he said, Okay, so what do you want to talk about? And I said, Well I went to church and I'd like to go back. And he said, Well you know what that means, don't you? And I said, yes. And he said, so when are you leaving? (laughs) And I'm sitting here processing it all thinking, here it is, it's happening. And I said, I don't know. And my stepmother looked me right in the eyes and said, that's not good enough, Meg. We want a date. And it was a Monday. And I said, Wednesday. And they said, you may not say goodbye to your sister or your stepsisters. And my sister uh to this day well she about 10 years ago she told me she thought they told her i loved god more than i loved her so she didn't we didn't clear that up until our 40s wow so so i moved out and i didn't get to say goodbye and i moved in with my mom who was in another you know relationship Mm -hmm. and i started really growing in my faith
0: Mm -hmm. you know your mother didn't have any problem like your dad, um, about you being she a Christian. Didn't.
1: She did not. In fact, she's part of the story of the redemption part of okay. my story and how God's used my life. It's pretty cool. I think you'll enjoy hearing okay. hearing that too. All um, right.
0: That's cool. Yeah. So so going back to your dad, you're back in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Wednesday now. Um, where'd you go? <laughs> uh well thing water, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs>
1: I called my mom and you know, we went back and forth between parents a lot growing up and they were the right. kind of parents that would say, you know, I hate your dad. He's awful. They never said one nice thing. You, you were surprised. How did they even were married and stuff. And so in freshman year, my mom and I got in a fight and I kind of ran away and then I lived with him and it was just all this. So when I called mom and said, Hey mom, dad won't, uh dad won't, doesn't want me to live here anymore because I'm Christian. And she said, you come live with me, And okay. which I'm grateful for because would have had nowhere to go, and mm-hmm. so I moved in with my mom. And one thing yeah. I'm
0: thinking also it sounds like you weren't living in a dorm; you were living at home and going to college.
1: Yes, I was living okay. at home because I would think you would have meeting. gone back
0: to your dorm at least to finish out the college year. But okay, so okay, so now you're living at your mother's mm-hmm.
1: house. Yeah, and I'm I was putting myself through school, so okay. You know, I was trying to work at Wendy's, and uh, and also I was a, I was a high school basketball coach as well. Okay. And, now um, is,
0: you said every time you talk about your sports, I'm into sports and sports, you, never really said oh. was it basketball or volleyball? was, oh, it was volleyball. Okay. Yeah,
1: it was a full ride for volleyball. I wanted to be a basketball player, but I was only five eight and a half, so I couldn't quite be a post uh, <laughs> beyond uh, high school. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I I co- ended up coaching at my alma mater, which. I did Mm. stuff like pray with the team, which stuff you're not supposed to do that you just don't know. I just would pray before games in a public school and (laughs) stuff like that and really had an impact on some of the girls who were only a year younger than I was at the time. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I really really started growing in my faith. It was so nice. That's where I met my husband, Mike, in Bible study, serving the Mm. Lord there. And um, yeah, and we got married just after college. And so... As far as my my dad, what what happened there? So they didn't want to talk to me or have anything to do with me. I would write my dad like a Father's Day card or mm-hmm. try and c- call on Christmas. And slowly they thawed out. And after a couple of years, my dad said, "Meg, um, let's have lunch together. I'll meet you at the house." And so I go to the house. My dad's always on time. He was late. My stepsisters let me in. I was just. My dad's a really intimidating fellow. So by the time I got to the house, I was just thinking, I'm not saying anything. Well, uh-huh. my stepsisters sat on that same coffee table. I'm sitting on the couch. They're sitting on a coffee table, looking right into my face. And they said, they're in third grade. Meg, tell us about God. We want to know. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just going to answer their questions. Right. So I started sharing sharing about God and sharing what the Lord had done for me. Mm-hmm. And then we planned, then my dad got there and then we planned this little bike ride. We went on a bike ride halfway through the meal and my twin sisters got on their knees on the grass in this park and gave their life to Christ. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. It's, <laughs> and I didn't, it was, I was just responding to their questions. Right. So that was kind of the first of many things where I've seen God take take my home and my family and seen so many. My mom went to a good old school. I don't know if you heard of tent meetings, but in oh, yeah. California, we were kind of on the tail end of the Jesus movement. We had a tent meeting. My mom came to a tent meeting and uh, the message was so amazing. And it was on the woman in the crowd. There's one woman in the crowd and it was my mom. And she said, Meg, I gave my life to Christ during that last song. My brother was on the way out, he was in his early 20s, and he his life was a mess. He was lonely. He didn't have
0: right. any
1: connection with his parents. He was rooming with a druggie. He started coming to church, and he started walking with the Lord, my brother. And you know, it's and my husband. And I got we got married right after college, and mm-hmm. we've always been very purposeful. We were like, let's do. We're available for whatever if God wants to send us somewhere. So we yeah. asked how we got up to Seattle. We moved up to Seattle to plant a church almost 30 years ago. So we started uh-huh. off our marriage really purposeful mm-hmm. and wanting to have our home be a blessing. And for me, one of the great things of my themes of my life, Kevin, is that is home, right? Mm-hmm. Our life, my life is about home. It's not about here, it's about heaven's a home our home where the lord is preparing a place for us and right. so i you know when i think back on my home as a child there was so much hurt and brokenness and then my husband and i and we're not perfect we've sought to honor god with our home and mm-hmm. all that we have and what's funny is we've had my sister has lived with us she still doesn't know the lord my my brother both of my brothers have lived with us my my brother an- another brother of mine he's a half brother and he was with his dad but he came and stayed with us through college after he graduated he said can i come come stay and when he came we threw a party for him a graduation party right just a normal thing to do for right. someone who graduated from college and he was cr- crying and he's like meg i've seen more love in your home than i've seen my whole life and it's like right. What So it's like seeing God transform, you know, a place of hurt. So that that's, yeah, that's one of the great things of our life is what we've seen God do. And more recently, you know, you ask about my dad. Mm-hmm. Here's the update on my dad. So my dad is still an atheist and he's still pretty angry, not as angry as he used to be, but he and my stepmom had kind of fallen on hard times and mm-hmm. they... Um, had had lost lost everything mm-hmm. and he didn't have anywhere to go. And Mike and I talked, we have, we have eight kids. We just have three left right now, all right. Three, son, three sons. But um, we said, dad, you can come live with us. So two years ago, the same dad who kicked me out of the house all those years ago when I was 17, mm-hmm. we're saying, come live with us, dad. Mm-hmm. And to see God restore that he is. I'm still praying for him. I still know God's working in his life. And when he lived here for a whole year, he got to see the love in our home, and it just melted him. Mm -hmm. He wasn't as harsh or as angry, and he still lives. He lives a few miles away. I love him, and I know God's working. Like you said, that angry exterior, you know that he was a little boy inside there and that mm. God's
0: still working. Right. Right. Well, it was definitely something in his life that was trauma, traumatizing, you know, uh, something that happened that kind of made him the way he is. You know, uh, one of the things I was thinking of when you're telling your story is it was great that you became a Christian when you did, because you mm-hmm. broke the cycle, the demonic cycle of the alcohol and other things that went on the anger. Cause it's usually a lot of times, um, it's kind of like hurt people hurt people, you know, and, and you're hurt. And then you could have easily gone down that path of being like your dad, even if you didn't want to be, because that curse goes from generation to generation. But it was good that you got involved with Christians at your school and stuff like that, because it stopped that curse from going on to your generation, which would have gone on to your kid's generation, you know, so, which is a great thing. That was definitely a blessing you know so so all that point you you said you've been married for a while you you have you said eight kids is that right yes
1: cool. we have eight kids wow,
0: you guys keep you're pretty busy <laughs> <laughs> but you've been married for quite a few years now it's not like you're you, were married, you know married 10 years ago so it's a little longer yeah, 30,
1: 31 years and our 31 years ago age, wow that's cool that's definitely no a 10. blessing
0: um yeah. so seattle washington what are some of the things that you said that you went up there to start a church or plan a church, as they call mm-hmm. it? Um, are you still at that same church, or did you move? Or what, what's going on that kind of thing?
1: We we did that for about fifteen years, and it it ended. It was a, fit, a fitting end. And we we're going to a non denominational church in the area now. We're helping out with a life group, and I'm a youth leader at church, and I'm podcasting. So okay, you know, we're still serving the Lord as we can.
0: Okay. Now, good that you will segue right into that. Now, tell us a little bit about how you got into podcasting. You know how long you've been doing it. What's the name of the show? Where can people find you on that on that topic? And we'll get into other stuff later, but right, let's go with that way. Podcasting. How did it start? Where did the thought come from?
1: Well, I, you know, it start. It started when I don't know. If you remember Anthony Bourdain, but he was my favorite chef. Okay. And. He's really interesting personality. I was just researching, trying to find more information about him because I was so so sad about his passing and you know praying for his family. and anyway, I was looking around and I just thought I found this podcast. I had kind of heard about it, but I was listening, and I thought, "hmm, that's sure made my kitchen cleanup go by quicker and my laundry, and mm-hmm. I thought I gotta find some more podcasts so i I looked in a search bar for podcasts, and I couldn't find christian podcast it would seem like i was finding stuff like jesus plus fashion or jesus plus lifestyle and i thought i would love mm-hmm. i thought you know what i really love is testimonies right. and stories that's what really moves me and and then i thought maybe i should start a podcast and then 30 faces came in my mind a beautiful story stories that i think if these people all encourage me maybe God would use me to help get these stories to other people. Right, and my podcast is called Letters from Home. In Second Corinthians three three, it says that our lives are like a letter written written on tablets of the heart. And so, I ca- call it Letters from Home. Home being heaven. It's like I wanted these letters to be like just an audio letter of encouragement, just gifted to your doorstep, mm-hmm. you know, of someone's story. So. Mm-hmm. that's that's what it's about and it's everyday extraordinary faith stories so.
0: okay now are most of your podcast audio versions or are they video or with on youtube
1: i have a couple on youtube i'm just kind of branching out into that they're mostly audio mm-hmm. and you know i do a fair mm-hmm. amount of editing each episodes are about about an hour okay like i've got a variety of stories i i do uh all ages and men mm-hmm. women i've done like Twin eleven-year-olds who started a cupcake business to feed the Mm. homeless. I have a ninety-year-old woman who helped with the translation of a Bible in a Gabon. Last week, I interviewed an actor who is truly a starving Christian artist, and he's living in bunk beds, serving, (laughs) serving God through podcasting. So there's a lot of great stories that I. I think we'll encourage you because we all have the same God and it's Mm -hmm. so neat to just plop yourself into someone else's heart and heartbeat and just to grow from their wisdom and vision. So, right.
0: That's pretty cool. I mean, we kind of have the same kindred spirit of storytelling because that's where I came with, you know, encouraging the world, you know, one story at a time. So, I mean, and that's how I kind of find you when I say, oh, this is someone that's kind of like me. And actually, I listened to your intro and stuff like that, and it had some of the same words that I had. And I never heard you before at th- that time. So it wasn't like I said, okay, that's good. I'm going to use that. No, it's it was just God. It's the same spirit, you know, And in the interviews that we have. And again, it's, um, there's, a, there's a pastor in um, Redding, California, and his name is Bill Johnson. I don't know if you've heard of him. But he always uses. and I always use this often, is he says, when you give your testimony, you set the precedence for it to happen again. So mm-hmm. that's why I like to have guests on that have a testimony, because somebody's listening to this show today, and they've gone through a really rough time. I mean, you. Hear, I don't really hear it as much as in the Christian world. Like, if you're going to be a Christian, you're out of the house. I hear a lot, like, if you're a Muslim and you become a Christian, you're out the door. I mean, it's just real strict. Uh, so if somebody is listening that as a Christian, now they can relate to some, Hey, you went through that same thing. And, and i look at you now, <laughs> married, have eight kids and you know, everything's, it was, much better. So, um, other than your podcast, um, what's some of the major platforms that they actually can find your podcast? Uh,
1: well, what's, we're on audible and Amazon and, uh, my probably my favorite thing, and it's something free for your listeners out there. But if you go in the Google Play or Apple App Store, and you just look in the search bar letters from home podcast, an Apple pop up and it has a nice little rainbow with a a dove on it. And so you can just free download it to your phone and all the all the episodes are right there.
0: Right. And as I said, I'm a number, I'm a bean counter and Apple, I guess it's because that's one of the original podcast companies uh, used to be iTunes. Now it's Apple podcast. Um, that's the number one podcast, obviously. Um, then you get yeah. Google. Um, I'm on even Alexa, you know, you can tell Alexa, yeah. hey, Alexa play in the millennium beat podcast and it will like, say playing current episode. So those are neat things. And there's all kinds, actually I, the platform I found you, I was on somebody else's platform or somebody else's podcast and they had a list of where they could find them. So I tried Ooh. that and then I said, let me look at people that do the same thing I do. And that's where I came up with you. So there's a lot of good tools out there. Um, uh, you Also, you belong, when I'm thinking of tools, uh, telling me a little bit about the thing that we were doing, a Zoom conversation, um, the CPA, which is Christian Podcasting Association. Talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, there's a, a Facebook group for any of you Christian podcasters out there. It's called Christian Podcasters Association. And, wow, I think we're up to just over 1,400 members, but it's a great place. Eric Nevin started it, and uh, just bringing podcasters together for questions. They're like Prayer Thursday, and then I do a coffee for to welcome people in and just to help people connect. So, right. really, God's moving in such a big way in the world through podcasting, mm-hmm. and it's so nice to have that extra help and support for one another. And I love being part of seeing all the new podcasts. I mean, there's there's hundreds of new podcasts starting every week, and right. we're welcoming new members all the time. It's great to see how God's bringing about this creativity through pandemic, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it gives them, you know, I mean, I always tell people podcasting is like radio of the old days, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it gives everybody a voice. I mean, you could do a podcast on your phone. Now I got a little bit more expensive equipment. I have a roadcaster pro. I mean, I got Sennheiser microphones and I, you know, I, cause I travel, I take my podcasting on the road. I do stuff like we're doing right now, video chats. Uh, I do phone interviews like I did yesterday. And, but I, I like going down and sitting down at your table. Um, I love those stories. I call those the love, label, love story table talks where we sit down. Your husband tells how he grew up. You tell how you grew up. And then you met. And then you fell in love, and I mean I've done it different ages. I did a couple they were married, actually they just celebrated their fortieth anniversary, and then I did a couple that they were only been married for three years and and it was funny with a three year old and he uh, his wife was majorly sick on the couch, and he had to, it was right yeah. after valentine's day, and he had urge that he says you know i'm going to tell my girlfriend that I love her." So he goes over to her house and tells her, you know, knocks on the door and she lets him in and she's on the couch and basically like death warmed over. You know how it is when you have a flu or a cold and he goes, I got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. He goes, and she's basically trying to say, Hey, now's not a good time. (laughs) So uh, he finally doesn't listen. Didn't get the clues. And he says, Hey, I love you. And she goes, thanks. (laughs) And that was it, you know. I said, "Dude, you should have known the fact that she was not in the mood." <laughs> See you later on. She goes, "Yeah, I love you too," you know. But uh, he just didn't catch the clue, and and it was funny because we were sitting there, and I guess he's because he's he's um, deals with mental um, in school. He's a counselor, and then he used to be in a Christian camps, which which is no PDA, public display of an affection. Mm-hmm. So I, it was so funny because. Uh, he kind of, uh, she kind of reached over on the table. They were across from each other and she kind of put her hand out like he, she wanted him to grab her hand and stuff. And he did it. And I go, Oh, you <laughs> catch that sign.
1: You're like read the room, dude. Read it? the room.
0: So I did two podcasts with them and it was funny. And, and where they're going, they're actually living on West Palm Beach, Florida, and they're moving up to Pennsylvania later, to, um, 2021. So, um, I might do a follow up. Um, I'm doing a tour from Florida. Then New Hampshire, back through New York, Pennsylvania, um, and then back to you know, Florida again. Actually, I'll probably be on the road for almost like three weeks. Wow. Yeah, I have an interview. I have one um, in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, upside, outside of Atlanta, northeast of Atlanta. Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And then I have a Pennsylvania, but the Pennsylvania one is uh, his wife's having a baby, so it's not a really appropriate time for me to have an interview with him. So, because I want to do a love story, and she's just going to be just having it or just had it, so it's not a good time. Uh, I have relatives in Massachusetts, which I don't think i want to do any interviews with them. Uh, but I got a buddy of mine that I used to be friends with back in if you know the old Amway days. Uh, they were my directs at the time, and they move. They live up near Lake Winnipesaukee New Hampshire, so I'm going to do an interview with them. Hey,
1: no. I did somebody who was high up in Amway. Oh, did you? It's two episodes ago, Tim Winders, but he's in Christian Podcasters Association. You might I have to, I have love to look the at Tim. Yeah.
0: Winters, Tim Winders.
1: Okay. I did his his, his wife's uh, interview here, oh. Glory Winders, but they have quite a story. You might want to get them I'll, on. I'll
0: have to get them. I used to hang around. There was a guy named Dexter Yeager, which did half of Amway's business. And I used to hang around with his kids. But there was oh. a band called The Goads, G-O-A-D-S, just kind of like the Bible, you know, a, sh- a sharp-pointed stick, you know, the, the goad. Um, <laughs> they were singing. And I became good friends with the the younger daughter and, and everybody else, too. But, but the old younger daughter, um, I just met up again and, and she worked with me in a television studio and she was doing TV mm-hmm. shows. So, so I was supposed to do an interview with her. Uh, as I said, I've known her um, since she was 13 years old. So I've known her my whole life, you know? Wow. So we're going to do an interview with her and she was in from Amway too. So, all right, let's kind of wrap it up here. Um, let's talk um, a little bit about, you've told people about your podcast what else are you doing uh, other than podcasting that people maybe be able to find you um, blogs, websites, whatever on that. Thing. Tell them about that.
1: I have a, I have a Facebook group. Uh, if anyone wants to get, I do some live interviews that just my, just my Facebook group, people get letters from home podcast community okay. and I'm on Instagram and I have a pretty active Instagram. If you need encouragement, encouragement, I have, you know, little notes I put out, over there. And yeah, mostly, mostly just the, the podcasts or okay. for listening. I'm on YouTube, but I'm just, just getting my feet wet over there, figuring out how all mm-hmm. these live videos work.
0: So let's speaking about getting your feet wet, let's tell people, um, cause we'll be in the show notes, but, um, what is the, I guess you can't say the address because until you get so many subscribers, they won't let you change the little ABC <laughs> dot dash dot dot, you know, type of thing. Um, so if they want to find you on YouTube and they want to do a search how would they search for you
1: letters from home podcast okay or meg Gleesner, g l e s e n e r and okay. i'm yeah I'm over there on patreon and uh letters doing from all the home fun podcast. things Com. it's things yeah. that we
0: have to do we have to we, God sometimes yep. thinks you know we, we get you know have faith doesn't don't have to do anything but no I mean we have to work you know we have to do what God tells us to do so i right. Speaking of God telling you to do things, I want to close this with you um, leading us in prayer, leading the people that are listening in prayer. Maybe somebody that went through the same situation that you did or whatever else the um, God puts on your heart. So I'm going to go over to a camera that's just you and just pray and then we'll close the show right when we come back from that.
1: Dear Father in heaven, Lord, thank you that you can take us and lift us up out of the miry clay and set our feet upon a rock. We believe, God, that you are the God of change. And Lord, there's someone out there today who's struggling, struggling with a past that they didn't ask for, trying to wrestle with things in their marriage that may have sprung up from the past. So much hurt happening, young people who are suffering for their faith for all different kinds of reason or for their opinions. Lord, uh, we just pray that for you to heal, for you to heal the brokenness. Lord, we know you have a great purpose. And Lord, we just pray today for healing, for encouragement, for eyes uh, to be lifted up, Lord, and for people to call upon your name. You've been so good. And we just lift our hearts before you today and thank you for your goodness. Please keep using. Uh, the Millennium Beat podcast and the ministries Kevin's involved with and Letters from Home and all the other ministries, Lord, we just want to see people saved and we want to see our hurting world turn to you. We love you and pray these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen.
0: Amen. Well, Meg, thank you very much for being on the Millennium Beat. I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join us and talk about your life. Thank you.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Okay. Everybody else, thanks for joining us on the Millennium Beat with your host, Kevin James. We'll catch you next week, same time, same channel. Everybody have a great week. Thanks for tuning in today to the Millennium Beats podcast, encouraging the world one story at a time. I hope you heard something that was encouraging to you we like to hear from you with your stories, so send them to stories at millenniumbeat.com or give us a call at 407-624-9957. You may find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. Please like and follow us and share us with your friends. You may also go to our website at www.themillenniumbeat.com where you'll find our last 25 podcasts. Our list of our different platforms you may listen to or download our podcast. Our latest YouTube videos for all our shows on the Millennium Beat Network. A calendar with past and future guests for all the Millennium Beat Network shows. Also, there's pages with pictures of all our guests and hosts. you have any questions or comments, please contact us at info at themillenniumbeat.com. This has been a Millennium Beat production, copyright 2021. The guests' views and opinions may not always be the views and opinions of the Millennium Beat LLC.